Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, bud? Frankie, how's it going? Happy Friday. Happy Nixon Zell Day, Greggy. Happy Nixon Zell Day to you as well. I'd sleep last night. Slept great. That's it? Yeah, no, I slept. Nothing nothing to add? I slept great. I had a uh, one dream that I remembered where I was on a bus with my mom and sister. I'm on a bus. Right. I was on a bus with my mom and sister. And last night, I had a few beers here with a friend that randomly saw us during the NBA Fantasy Hour. And then I went home. We had cheesesteaks for dinner. It was, like, delicious, right? Messy night for Susmania. So I had a dream. I was on a bus with my mom saying that I needed to go on the 32 for 30 diet, which isn't a real thing. And I was like, do you know who you're talking to? It's, your, it's, it's me. I'm going to go do this 32. Like, what? And it was like, you have to go to the gym like 32 times in 30 days. And I'm like, are you out? Like, what is wrong with you? That's terrible. Like, what? Are you kidding me? Why would anyone do that? You got to do it for the wedding, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this this isn't happening. So I woke up angry. I had to do the 32 for 30 diet. But it's not real. So I'm good. Uh, Have you ever heard the term, Greg, shed to wed? I I have, yes. Are you shedding to wed right now, Greg? I'm not on the Wyatt at the moment, given the three beers and... Uh, cheesesteak I had last night, Frank. Oh, man. And uh, we're, we're just going to pick up where you left off last night. Tonight. Maybe. We'll see. It's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a fun night. Well, it should, it should, be, a, it should be a good time. Um, I'm a little... I, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, before the show officially starts, before we get into waiver wires, 12-team leagues, 15-team leagues, we'll talk about Nixon Zell a little bit. How did, Wait, how did you sleep? From him. What? How did you sleep? I slept very well. Which is a change of pace. It's good. I slept well. Um, if anyone was listening to the morning after, I feel like I have to separate myself a little bit from you, Greg. Okay. Because I am now being lumped into the things that you like means that I like them. Ooh. And Gabe was talking a lot about how the assumption was that I also liked Maroon 5 along with you. That is not the case. Sure about that. <laughs> I'm, start- I'm starting to get lumped in with the, uh, with the pop top 40s. Greg Sussman musical choice. That is just not true. I, I don't know, man. That's I'm what Gabe said. Place, you know, Gabe speaks gospel. I'm all over the place. Again, see Metallica six or seven times. I would love a Metallica halftime show at Super Bowl, but I understand what they try to do with the halftime show. They're it's very to, obvious. They're, they're trying, trying to, to appeal to everybody who's not a football fan. Correct. Obviously. So you sit there and watch. It's not for us. I mean, I don't watch it. I watched wrestling instead this year. Pretty yeah, good. you did. It was good. It was all right. It was, it was very good. I don't know. I got to start to establish something here because everyone's starting to think that 
know, I, I like Taylor Swift and I like Maroon Five. It's just not true, guys. Come on. Hmm. I got. I don't know. I got to establish myself somehow, some way. Is it, what, that's all you all the time. Start with that. Yeah, I had to get that off my chest. All right. Do you feel like you got it off your chest now? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, feeling a little bit better. All right. So let's um. It's waiver wire Friday. There is no Michael Florio today. He, he was too busy for us. Remember, his friends were coming like in an hour or two, so he had to get ready. <laughs> right? I, I believe that was what it is. He was at the Angels game last night. I saw a bunch of videos. I retweeted the video. I am pretty jealous that he got to see the Hansel Robles Undertaker thing live because that looked awesome. That's cool. Like, the music was blasting the Undertaker thing. Like, that would just get me pumped. It's cool. That would get me pumped if I was at the game. He also got to see a Mike Trout home run, so that's cool. What's not cool, cool. he texted me last week and said, I'm going to Toronto and the Angels. I get to see Trout versus Vlad. That's pretty cool. Vlad was not in the lineup. Oh! <laughs> uh, poor Mike. That's what you get for ditching us. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Sorry. But he's not here today. He's Chris not here Venture today. will join us in hour two. Venture definitely join us in hour two. Also, in hour two, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun hour two. Because we're going to play a game today, and we're going to have somebody win tickets to the Yankee game tonight. We have tickets to give away on this show. Serious? For the Yankee game. I am. This is the first I'm serious. hearing about this. Yeah. You want, do, you, do you want the tickets? Well, can we, can we bring everybody? Uh, there are four tickets. Okay. Now, um, do, you want to separate, do you want to separate them in two and two, or do you want to give somebody four tickets away? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I agree. Hmm. I guess it depends. Let's, let's base it off of... Well, what are you going to do? How are you going to give them away? Are you going to do some kind of trivia or some kind of so, contest? So pre-planned for today's show, I have an around-the-horn setup for you and Chris to play against each other. I have set this up. I have all my questions here with my answers. I was going to include Alex in the game as well, and I can include the audience participant as well. Or I could have whoever calls in Try to <laughs> I just got a, a text message. So we'll talk about this during the break. Okay. All right. We're gonna have an update. We're giving away we're giving away Yankee tickets. I have a whole Are we still giving away Yankee tickets? We're definitely giving away we're definitely giving away Yankee tickets. I don't know what that, that update was. It was a great update. Um we will definitely give away Yankee tickets in hour two. The game will be adjusted. I have our whole around the horn set up. It's gonna be a blast. Um and I think we might I might leave out Ventura and just have somebody versus you. And if they beat you, they get the tickets. That's what I'm one of thinking. Okay. Yankees twins tonight, too. It's a fun game. James Paxton, potentially the return of Miguel Andujar. That's right. Well, so it's going to be awesome. Get away Yankee tickets. So we'll let you know when we open the phone lines for that. So get ready for it. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be a really, really fun show. Let's get to the waiver wire before we get into any of that, though. Already. Not a great hey. week on the waiver wire. Not really. There's nobody that you're going to spend a bajillion dollars on, I don't think. Besides one name that really stands out if he's available in your league. And that, for me, is Alex Verdugo. We've talked a lot about these guys that we're going to mention today on the show throughout the week. But now we're going to tell you like, who you can drop for them, how much you want to spend on that, stuff like that. So Verdugo is probably the number one guy on the list for me here with AJ Pollock out indefinitely, essentially, uh, with this elbow injury. Verdugo at 24% owned in Yahoo leagues right now. How much of your budget do you think you should be spending on Alex Verdugo? I can see going, let's say, 12 to 15% on the aggressive side. I still do have some concerns about his game overall. I think he's a great player. I think he's going to, right now, he's a guy that 
has a plus hit tool. He's going to hit for batting average. He's going to hit for a lot of doubles. I don't know if the power is there yet. He strikes me as a guy that, as he gets older, will grow into his power. Uh, as long as he performs, I'm not really worried about A.J. Pollock because Pollock is always hurt. Even if he comes back, there's a chance that he re-injures himself. And if Alex Verdugo just takes off while Pollock is gone, then he's going to find a way to stay in the lineup. They're going to find ways for him to stay in the lineup for as long as possible if he is performing. And I think he can. He's holding his own against lefties so far this year. I know the Dodgers like to do lots of splitsy type things, but overall, I do like his game. I expect batting average. Obviously, there could be counting stats if he's hitting in the middle of the Dodgers lineup. He stole a base the other day, so that maybe that's another wrinkle that he's adding to his game. Overall, I don't know that the power will be vast at first, but a couple of years down the line, uh, potentially it is. You want to be aggressive, Greg? Uh, 12 to 15%. If you're in a five outfielder league and really need an outfielder, I could see going higher than that. But that's kind of where I settle in right now, 12 to 15%. Yeah, I, I think that for, for Alex Verdugo, you really laid it out right. That if he hits, he's going to stay in the lineup. Something that Carter Keeping really needs to start doing ASAP. Um, but we wanted him, we said before, you run on the waiver wire if anybody got hurt, and then somebody did. I know we're now done with April, you're into the second month, 10 to 15%. Is that enough? That's my question. Is it enough? Like, should you go closer to 20% if he's the must-own? I think it comes down to need, again, yeah. which is what I said. Uh, you know, if you need, if you play in a five outfielder league and you really need an outfielder, even if you don't play in a five outfielder league, if it, if it turns out, you know, you had Stanton on your team or you just get, have guys that are slumping and it's just not working out right now, you need an outfielder, I could see going above 15%, maybe closer to that 20% that Greg's talking about. But, Greg, it feels like every week we have at least one or two players that we come on here and we talk about 10 to 15%. If you're going to be aggressive, right. maybe 20%. Right. The thing is, you can't, you can't afford to do it every week. So you kind of have to pick and choose your spots. If you've been aggressive already in the first month of the season on guys like Clint Frazier, Mike Soroka, Carter Keboom, you might not be able to afford to be really aggressive with Alex Verdugo right now, which me, myself, I'm personally learning from because in the main event, I don't have a lot of money left. It's a 15-team league. Alex Verdugo is not available. It's not a great waiver wire week overall. So I think at least for this week, I'll be all right. But overall, I really got to be smart about where I pick and choose my spots. So if you've been aggressive with some of these other guys earlier on in the season, I don't know that you can afford to put down that 20% that we're talking about on Alex Verdugo. But overall, Greg, it comes down to need. If you really need an outfielder, I can see doing it. But as of now, I settle in at that 12 to 15%. The ultimate question is, do you drop A.J. Pollock for Alex Verdugo? Yes. Okay. No hesitation there from you. 12-team league. I'm just not really an A.J. Pollock guy. We have... We have enough of a sample size now with him. He's been hurt every year. This, this, this is an elbow infection. Something has happened to his elbow. You heard it from Dr. A yesterday. He's, he's, it's a surgically repaired elbow. He has like a metal plate in his elbow. And somewhere along the line, there's an infection. So we don't really know how long he's going to be out, if this is something that's going to linger. And even if it's not an elbow, this is a guy who, once he comes back, he's an extremely high injury risk because he's had so many other things go on with him in the past. I didn't really love the signing of A.J. Pollock when he went to the Dodgers. Kind of spoke about this, Greg, when we were talking about Verdugo mm-hmm. sure. like two, three weeks ago. Um, it didn't really make sense that they signed Pollock unless they don't really trust Verdugo yet. But now he was starting to push playing time against Pollock anyway. So I, overall, I just didn't really understand the signing of Pollock. In a vacuum, yes, I would drop him for Alex Verdugo. Would you drop your boy Malik Smith? For Alex Verdugo? Uh-huh. Um... I think it depends on need. If this guy will not stop, it's right. amazing. If, if you need stolen bases, I just I, you know I don't think Alex Verdugo is going to give you that. 
In a vacuum, Greg. Yes. I there would. it was. That but was what we were looking for. Overall, I wouldn't want to drop Malik Smith. I would still try and find someone else because I do still believe that he has 40 stolen base upside. And I'm going to stand by that. But would in you, a vacuum, if you just want someone who's going to help you now, then yes. Would you drop Jay Bruce from Alex, for Alex Verdugo? Yes. Okay. Would you drop Ryan O'Hearn? Yes. Okay. Would you drop Kyle Schwarber? Yes. Give me one more. Would you drop Dan Vogelbach for him? Mm, no. Okay. I don't think I would either. Would you drop Yuli Guriel for him? You know what? I don't have any shares of Guriel, so I don't really know what he's been up to, but I feel like some people have been asking if they can drop him. So let's see. Let's dive in here, Greg. Let's see what... Uh, We're diving into Yuli! Let's see what Yuli Guriel is up to this season. Um... Line drive rate is a career high right now, by far, 31%. I mean, that is massive. He's actually hitting more fly balls this year, uh, but he's ha- he has a 260 Babbitt, much lower than his 299 career Babbitt. Um, hmm. I think I would drop Yuli Gurriel for Alex Verdugo, but overall, just looking at the batter ball data, I do think better days are coming for Gurriel. Without looking, don't scroll up. Just stay where you are right there. How old is Yuli Gurriel? 30? On June 9th, one month from now, he'll be 35 years old. Wow, really? Yeah. I knew he was older because yeah. when he came over, he wasn't a young right. prospect kind of guy. He, he was a uh, ready-to-play right. yeah, yeah. player. 35, 35 years old. Isn't that crazy? God, did not know that. Yeah. How about the playing time? What's the playing time been like for... He has I, I do hunt. like this tool that Yahoo has where if you click on their name, you can just kind of see how often they play. Uh, since April 25th, he's played every game but one. Yeah, so he, he plays every day. Pretty much plays every day, and it's a really good lineup. So, uh, you asked me Guriel or Verdugo. Uh-huh. I would take Verdugo, but maybe try and find someone else to drop instead of Guriel. I think better days are coming for him. If Verdugo is your top guy that's on the waiver wire, hitter-wise, who's next? Assuming that Jesus Aguilar isn't out there. He's 76% owned in Yahoo, mm-hmm. so I don't want to talk. We've talked about him a lot this week. If Verdugo is not out there, who's another hitter that you would say, I'm interested in? significantly probably Nate Lowe okay of the Tampa Bay Rays uh this is a guy that I've been scouting since before the season I mentioned his name I believe when we were doing the first base preview I was constantly telling you guys off the air pay attention to Nathaniel Lowe pay attention to Nathaniel Lowe I like what he did last year he made huge strides he hit for batting average he hit for power um in triple a last season this guy hit uh you know what? Now I'm used to using a milb.com. I don't like fan graphs for prospects. Sorry. Uh, but he hit, he hit 27 home runs last year, um, and he was clearly raking this year. So they're going to give him an opportunity to play. Uh, he's only 23 years old. So let's see. Last season overall, in 2018, across three levels, he hit 330 with 27 home runs. That's what I thought it was, 330. In AAA specifically, he only hit 260, but that was 28 games. This year, in 21 games in AAA, he hit 300 with three homers. So nice little blend of hit tool, can hit for batting average, offers a little bit of pop as well. He's obviously going to hit in good ballparks, playing in the American League East. I like Nate Lowe, Greg. He's, he's probably the next one up after Alex Verdugo. If we're just talking about young players who have upside, everyone else who's kind of on the waiver wire this week, they're kind of like retreads. It's like guys you pick up, guys you drop all the time. Uh, but I think... Outside of Verdugo, Nate Lowe is probably the next hitter that has the most staying power. How much we talk about for Nate Lowe? Mm, say like 7-8%. Yeah, 
I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. About 7 8% or so uh, is what I'm doing for Nate Lowe. Nothing significant uh, or super significant, I should say. Uh, I was going over the players to drop a moment ago, Frank. Same questions kind of abound, right? Would you drop Jay Bruce for him? Um, yeah, I think I would. Jay Bruce, like, just empty power right now. The Seattle Mariners lineup overall is getting cold. Um, he's striking out a ton. He gives you power, but uh, I'd rather take a shot on the unknown, the upside of Nate Lowe instead. Oh, okay. What about some of the other guys that I named? Your boy Malik Smith, very different, obviously. Um, I said Jay Bruce before. Would you drop Jerickson Profar for him? Mm, that's a good one. Um, I, I don't think I would. That's a closer one. You just have your guys. And it just <laughs> doesn't matter. I wasn't even really a Jerkson Profar guy coming into the season. And he became one. Yeah, I don't think I would do that. Let's talk about some pitchers to pick up. There's not much out there this week. And, and of course, next hour, two of us, we're giving away Yankee tickets. If you could beat Frank. Stick around more on the way after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 Fantasy Sports Today And you don't want to let wife beaters or chi- people that are putting child children in harm's way You don't want them running around the football field when people know something may have happened But at the same time, what do you do? You have to, you can suspend them for a certain period of time, but you know when it comes to Reuben Foster and Kareem Hunt and now Tyreek Hill, if the if the legal system isn't going to do anything about it, what is the NFL supposed to do? Saturdays, 8 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. So I hope you can stand the vibration because we're about to rock the entire nation. All right? Here we go. Well. Well, well, I did the extra one there because we started it late. So I gave, I gave us the extra way out of that. Fair enough. I, I, the way just came, it was like came in mid, midway through. It was a midway way out. 
you know? Yeah, I had to put the headphones on quickly. See what's going on here, Grady. Yeah. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday Happy to you as well. Right. What do you uh, what do you got going on this weekend? What do I have going on this weekend? Uh, tomorrow, I have to go to a buddy's birthday party. And then Sunday, I'm seeing Avengers. Oh, nice. Cool. Endgame. And obviously Game of Thrones, too. So Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Pretty nice weekend plan. How about you? I got my buddy's uh, daughter's first birthday party tomorrow. So what does what do you do at a it's great. one-year-old birthday party? So they like, rented out there's a room in like an Italian spot, and they bought us all this food oh, and alcohol. Great. So I'm pretty pumped about it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, and then Sunday, I'm going out to my dad's uh, for Cinco de Mayo. So we bought all these like, tacos and stuff. We're going to eat and drink more. Oh, Rough weekend plan for Greggy. Yeah. This guy's going to come in Monday looking like the walking dead. So the issue was, <laughs> I shouldn't, yeah, it's just too much drinking. Tequila, Coronas, and Greggy loves his tequila, too. I do. And it was over with my dad. Like, the thing is with my dad, when you walk in there, he'll just have shots of tequila lined up for you. Where does your dad live again? Highlands. He, like, lives near a beach. Yes. Or owns a beach. Yes, Something own like a, that. Own a beach. <laughs> Rob Sussman, he owns a beach. Not own a beach. Come on, man. You know, well, when, when, am, when am I making it out to Rob Sussman? When do you want to you wanna, you wanna go to Rob Sussman? I, I want shots of tequila with Rob Sussman. Oh, yeah? Maybe. You know I like tequila. Come on. Sometimes you like tequila. Most of the time I do. Have you ever met a time when I didn't... Like, if you asked me, hey, Frank, do you want a tequila shot, have I ever turned you down? Was it Florio that doesn't like tequila that much? That I made drink at the Christmas party? I thought that was you I was making drink. No, it wasn't. Okay. It was not me. Okay. <laughs> no issues here, Greg. All right, cool. Anyway, uh, hitting-wise, is there anybody else? Is there anybody else out there that we're supposed to pick up before we move on to pitchers? Yeah, I'm looking at some of the most added hitters right now on Yahoo. Um, Danny Santana, if he was dropped, I could see picking him back up, but I still do have concerns long-term. Sure, you want to ride him while he's hot, that's fine. I wouldn't drop anybody of serious value for Danny Santana. Greg, the most added hitter on Yahoo right now is Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros. Yes. He's been added in 8,000 leagues. Yeah. Guys, I understand he's crushing it right now in the minors. But where is he going to play? That seems to be the biggest question and problem right now. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was a huge issue for Kyle Tucker, too, that we had coming into the year. To be fair, your Don Alvarez has severely outperformed Kyle Tucker to start the season. I mean, this guy is just absolutely raking great. He's hitting 402. I mean... These OB, numbers are astronomical. His OBP is 490. He's hitting 402 with a 931 slugging percentage. He's got a 1421 OPS, 12 homers, 36 ribbies. If you have a bench spot, are you stashing this guy right now? Probably. Especially like as you see some of the other top prospects go up. Vlad, Senzel, Heboom. Alvarez certainly seems to be that next guy, right? So I actually wrote on my Patreon last night, ding! about the next wave of prospects that's coming that oh, I expect how about that? to be up in the majors sooner rather than later. I did not include Jordan Alvarez just because I don't know where he's going to play. Like, unless I just you call him up and let him be him. the DH every day because they've kind of mixed and matched. They've used like Tyler White. They've used Tony Kemp here and there. They'll put Jake Marisnik in the outfield and they'll move Josh Reddick to DH. So I guess that's kind of a revolving door right now. They could put Jordan Alvarez as the designated hitter I mean, maybe that's 
maybe that's a spot where it works, Greg. Like, I don't think Josh Reddick is going anywhere yet. I think as long as he's performing well, which he is right now, he's hitting over 300, well over 300. Um, I don't think they're going to take him out of the lineup. Can you see your Don Alvarez coming in and just playing DH every day for this team, Greggy? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think we're at that point with your Don Alvarez. How is he as a fielder? Beyond, I, I couldn't no tell idea, you. Right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't think they're just going to call up a guy. That, but does it matter? Like, if they have the DH available, then they'll just make him a DH. Is, yeah. I, I, fielding has, is rated a 45 out of 80, according to MLB.com. So pretty bad. Not great. Pretty, pretty bad. Um, yeah, 14 walks and 19 strikeouts. He's absolutely mashing. I, I can't deny that. But I just, I do, I do have concerns about where would he play. It's a really good lineup, obviously, with Houston. Um, I mean, you could stash him. I just, I don't know when he's going to be up. Just because a prospect is mashing, Greg. I mean, we've seen this before. Just because a guy is hitting well, he doesn't always get called up. If that was the case, Vlad should have been called up last year. Sure. Didn't happen. Nope. So... He's the most, he's the number one, and by far, he's the number one added player on Yahoo. What was he ranked prospect-wise coming into the year? you have any idea? He is the third-ranked prospect in the Houston Astros organization. Oh, all right. Where is he, like, Baseball Like America? Uh, well, that's according to MLB.com. I don't, I don't have Baseball America in front of me right now. I don't even know if he's the top 100 prospect overall. Oh, uh, yeah, he's 41st, so pretty legit. Who would you rather own, Jordan Alvarez or Mitch Keller? Is Mitch Keller on your list? Uh, I like Mitch Keller. I was going to write about him last night, but okay. overall, I don't, I don't think he's that close. He might be more of a second half of the season call-up because he still has a lot of issues with walks, uh, which is something that I was reminded of last night when I was looking through his game log. So he struggles. The walk per nine is a little bit high. The K per nine is also very good. He has legit swing and miss stuff, and I think he's going to be a good pitcher, but I think they're going to leave him down in the minors, Greg, until he starts to improve uh, this lack of control that we've seen in the minor leagues. I mean, that's why you're in the minors, to, to try and fine-tool your craft, and I just don't think he's there yet. So I think he's more of a second half of the season call-up. That's why I did not include him in my Patreon uh, article last night. So I would, I would probably stash your Don Alvarez ahead of him. Okay. My one last question... If you have a minor league spot, yes, for sure, pick him my up. My one like, last yes, question... Stash him there. When that's it fine. comes to you and Alvarez, and I understand he's batting over 400, right? Should you own Jordan Alvarez over Kyle Tucker? Like, we I have do, that exact dilemma. We don't know that Alvarez will be up before Tucker. We do not know that he'll get the shot before Tucker will. Uh, I think based on the way he's playing, Greg, you can't just go based on prospect pedigree here because Kyle Tucker is, is not getting it done right Batting 191. Batting 191. Yeah. He's got six homers. He's got five steals. That's all great, but he's batting 191, 692 OPS. To me... It would be a travesty if they had an injury and they needed to call up a hitter. If they called up Kyle Tucker over your Don Alvarez, I just I wouldn't agree with that move personally. Oh, it doesn't matter if you agree with it. I, I think that if anything were to happen, your Don Alvarez is getting called up before Kyle. Tucker, then if the way that he's performing. So if you're saying that, then your answer is clear that you should own Alvarez over Tucker. Kyle Tucker, I believe, has more long-term upside though. Okay. He's had this top prospect status for years. We, sure. we know what the power-speed combination is. And Wait, what, Don Alvarez is, up to these is not going to steal bases. Who? His brother. Preston Tucker? Is that actually his brother? Yes. So I'm, I'm stashing Kyle Tucker in two of my home leagues where we have minor league spots, Greg. Should I be stashing your Don Alvarez over him? Probably. This is a keeper league. So that's, uh, I have an eye on the future, too. So that's why, right now, at least, I'm choosing to... Stash Kyle Tucker. 
I, so in one league, I have Kyle Tucker and Jesus uh, Luzardo as my two minor leaguers. In my two home leagues, you're both allowed, you're allowed to stash two minor leaguers. And in the other one, I have Kyle Tucker and Bo Bichette. Should I be stashing your Don Alvarez over Bo Bichette? Probably. He broke his hand. Is that, is that keeper league? Yeah, they're both keeper league. Mm. So, that's why I have like an eye on the future. If you're just playing for this year and you want a prospect to stash who might be able to help you this year, then your Don Alvarez is probably at the top of the list. And I'll, I'll let you in a little sneak peek behind the pay, paywall, Greg. The prospect that I said I think gets the, the call next is Ryan Mountcastle of the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. Who does have good bat-to-ball skills, and he's added power over the past couple of years. He has an 18 home run season in the minor leagues under his belt. He's hitting right around 300 so far this season. Uh, and the Baltimore Orioles clearly have an eye on the future, which might be the end of Chris Davis, unfortunately. But I do, do think Ryan Mountcastle is the next prospect to get called up. Okay, Ryan Mountcastle, the next big prospect to get called up, according to our own Frankie Staffel. One, um, 15 team leagues... Uh, Hitter-wise, there's one more in the 12 teams. If you need to get a catcher, James McCann is the catcher that's probably the best out there right now for you. He's only owned in about 12% of Yahoo leagues. And it's funny, uh, Frank was working on the 15-team guys. I was working on the 12-team guys. We both put James McCann in here. and I think he's available in either the main event or my great fantasy baseball invitation. I was looking at a catcher. I should pick him up. I was looking at a catcher in our work league, and I picked up Tony Walters ahead of him. I don't know, Colorado. That doesn't seem like a good idea. I don't know. I thought it was Colorado. Like, why not, you know? Anyway. You know what's crazy? We did not foresee James McCann basically just coming in here and completely stealing Steve well Castillo's job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he has. He's batting really, really well right now. He's, earlier this year, he, he starts was, more often than not. He was splitting time with Wellington Castillo, and now you're right, Frank. He's starting more often than not. He's played like the last six games for this White Sox team, um, DHing some, but he's playing every day. And you want a catcher that's performing and playing every day. Right now, that's James McCann, and he's available everywhere. So my question to you, Frank, is would you drop Beef Castillo over James McCann? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I would. Uh, I'm just looking at the bat ball data right now for James McCann. He's absolutely mashing. Not something that you can normally say about a catcher, let alone, you know, James McCann's probably a second catcher in most leagues where you start two of them. He's got a 41.7% hard hit rate, 27% line drive rate. Guys, like, league average line drive rate is you know, 21, 22%. He's five percentage points over that. So he's absolutely mashing. He puts the ball in the air 39% of the time, walking more this year. He's hitting 365. He's got a 999 OPS. He had a home run off David Price last night. Absolutely, Greg. This guy should be owned in all two catcher leagues. Okay. James McCann. Maybe so- even one catcher league. So if you were rolling with a guy like Wellington Castillo, yeah, I would make that move. Or if you were rolling with Williams Estudio, who is hurt, has the hamstring injury, you need a replacement for him. That's why I picked Tony Walters. <laughs> yeah, James McCann only fifteen percent owned right now. You should pick up. I would rather own James McCann than than Tony. Walters. I was. It's crazy because I was deciding between the two of them. You should ask me, Greg. Well, I didn't. <laughs> and this is how you end up doing the things that you do, Greg. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Should I make my, I'll, I'll make my last pickup now. Whatever. Well, you did this last time, and then we got Carter Keeboom called up, and you're like, "No, I used all my pickups." Whatever. I'm just gonna do it. Welcome to the squad! Jim McCann? No, not Jim McCann. Not, it's not Jim McCann. Oh, I don't know if I want to do this. I was going to drop a starter. He's starting on Sunday. All right, while you're doing that, I'm going to remind anyone who's listening or watching right now, if you want to get in the DFS contest tonight, one of these times, we're going to fill up enough spots for this contest to run for I play life. every week. Well, well last week, I the played. culprits were Ventra and not, Steve. Not surprising. They didn't set their lineups. And that if was, they would have, it would have ran for money. Those were the two that we were missing. How did we do last week? How did I do last week? 
I don't know. It's a good question. I actually, but overall, if you want to play, hit me up. Send me your FanDuel username. We'll get you in here. I tweeted out the link last night, too, so you can just click on that. If, uh, if, if you've I, been if in I the contest won, in the past, you're already in it. Just go to the Friends tab on FanDuel and set your lineup. It's just a $2 entry. Top three positions pe- play out. Please, we want it to run for money. I came in fourth last week. Uh, what did I do? Oh, God, you won. Did I again? Yeah. Not surprising. I'm on, I'm on a hot streak. I won yesterday, oh, too. Oh, man, really? I had Noah Syndergaard in my lineup, so. What did you do better than me? Everything. Hmm. As usual. It was Lindor. That was really it. Oh, yeah, I had Lindor. I think he hit two home runs last Friday night. You had Lindor. That was a huge difference between you and I. Oh, we do have 20 members in here now. All right, so people just have to set their lineup. Set your lineup, people. If there are people who are in this who do not set their lineup by, let's say, 4 or 5 p.m. And we're going to be together. Okay? Frank and I are going to be together. I'm kicking you out. Yeah, together. I'm tweeting the link back out. So let's fill this up. Let's let's have, this up. We're also an hour number two. An hour number two, we're giving away Yankee tickets. So be on the lookout for that. Yankee tickets for tonight. Pretty good seats too, right? Really good seats. Really good seats. And a great game. Well, maybe not from the Twins' perspective. They have Kyle Gibson on the mound. But could be very good if you're a Yankee fan. Like, like me and Greg. That's us. James Paxton on nice. the mound tonight. Have we got an update from Miguel Andujar I have officially not, yet, Greg? I, I have not seen it yet. Nothing yet on who, Miguel who, Andujar. Who's your starting pitcher tonight, by the way? I'm not going to tell you. I'm, oh. I'm not going to tell everybody. Can you tell me? There are, some, there are some interesting pitchers, though, tonight. There's a lot of guys that I like. Mm. Good luck trying to get... If you want to get any Rockies or D-backs in your lineup tonight, Greg, good really luck. Expensive. Oh, my gosh. Like, Nick Ahmed's $3,600 because they play in Colorado. There's only two starting pitchers that I like. Are you serious? Let's just try to do this one. I'll tell you one not, not to use. Okay. Tyler Anderson. I'm not going to use Tyler Anderson. Do not use Tyler Anderson tonight, Greg. Speaking of pitchers, Frank, who's no top? No Musgrove sneaky tonight. I do like Who's the top pitcher on the board to pick up off of waivers? Um, I guess it depends what you need because there are two star pitchers. I need a good pitcher. You need a good pitcher. Starting pitcher or reliever, Greg? Uh, Both would be helpful. Okay, so the top starting pitcher that I will give you that I think has legitimate staying power, for me at least, is Martin Perez. I'm a big fan of Martin Perez. We've talked about him this week. Uh, he's going to end up having two starts next week. Two very good matchups as well. I believe one of them is the Tigers. The other one might be the Blue Jays. Um, and even with Vlad in the lineup, they haven't been hitting well, and they're pl- prone to striking out a lot. What Martin Perez did the other night against the Houston Astros just really earned my respect. That was a great start. He goes eight innings. I believe he had seven strikeouts. The, uh, the velocity is up this year, about two miles per hour. He's, he's sitting 94-95, whereas in the past he's been you know, 91-92-93. And he's using a cutter more around 30% of the time. So for me, Greg, it, it's Martin Perez. I don't think there's anyone worth breaking the bank for really this week. But if Martin Perez is out there, 5 6%, something like that. And to me, the top reliever, a lot of people have been asking, do I, do I pick up Robles? Do I pick up Kelly? Do I pick up Emilio Pagan? To me, it is Hansel Robles because, and we spoke about this a lot yesterday. You go back and listen to our interview with Brad Ziegler. He kind of led us inside the mind of a reliever and how things are going in both the Angels and the Rangers' bullpens. But I do think at some point this year, Jose Leclerc will be the closer again for the Rangers. Whether or not it's because he's performing well again, and they just want him in that role, or they trade away Sean Kelly. With the Angels, they're not tied down to using Cody Allen. Uh, The Rangers' situation is different. They have a young reliever in Leclerc. They gave him a contract extension. They are tied to him somewhat for the future. The Angels are not. Cody Allen, one-year deal. He hasn't performed well. He's hurt. I think Hansel Robles has staying power as the closer. How great will he be in that closer role? 
I do have my concerns. This is a guy who's given up a lot of walks, given up a lot of home runs. Looking at you in the past, uh, but they made a entrance video for this guy for crying out loud, an awesome one at that with the Undertaker theme song. So they seem to like him a decent amount, uh, and he has performed well so far this year. So uh, if I had to give you one reliever, who's the top reliever? Hansel Robles, one starting pitcher for me, Greg. It's Martin Perez. All right, how much you dropping on him? Five to six percent. Five to six percent. Robles. If you need a reliever, I would be a little bit more aggressive. Maybe okay. 8 to 10%. Would you rather own Robles or Ty Butchery? I, I will stick with Robles. I think what we've seen is a pretty good indication. Last night, they had a four-run lead. Ansel Robles still came in in the ninth inning. Wasn't a safe situation, but they're using him in the ninth inning for now. Already. Would you drop for Martin Perez? Would you drop Aaron Sanchez after what happened last night? Oh, come on. That's what I'm here for. Love Aaron Sanchez. Well, last night, you probably didn't love Aaron Sanchez. <sighs> did you, Frank? I didn't have him in any lineups. I did. It was poor. It went poorly. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I would do that. I would make that move. Did you drop but Zach it would, Eflin? It would hurt my heart the entire time. Did you drop time. Zach Eflin from Marty Perez? Yes. Anybody Velasquez? <laughs> would you drop... Would you drop Bat Brad Peacock for him? Mm. Mm. Yes. I don't know. That one's close, man. <laughs> We're taking a break. We'll be back after this. The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, root, rooting for your fantasy baseball team. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Full-time fantasy. He has to be in your lineup almost every time he's on the mound. Maybe the one time you don't is Coors Field, but I think it also depends on the time of the year and uh, if he has a two-start week. But Ryu has been certainly very valuable, and again, it's the way the game has changed. You can't be worried if you're only going to get 120, 130 out of a pitcher. You just have to manage your roster correctly, but these guys are valuable. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. This is why there are so many question marks about me. Because of music like this and dance moves like that. This is why. I do it to myself. I'm asking for it. 
back with you on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Greg Sussman, Frank. I got to start a moss pit in here or something one day. Maybe that's how I'll earn my respect. You get no respect. No respect. How about you, Greg? Would would you drop? I would not drop Brad Peacock for Martin Perez. No, I like Martin Perez though. You always have. You like really terrible. Not really always. (laughs) You like really terrible. (laughs) Since spring. (laughs) It's true. You were loving him this spring. He's doing something different, Greg. It it reminds me a lot of Peacock's former teammate, Charlie Morton. A lot of people made that comp. I see some of it. He's not getting as many swings and misses, not getting nearly as many strikeouts, but Martin Perez, he's been been pretty effective, man. Talking about... Brad Peacock got blown up the other day. Seven earned runs? I know. (sighs) Give me Martin Perez. Talking about saves, by the way, you mentioned Hanzo Robles. Should we once again mention IPK? Ian Patrick Kennedy. Nobody calls him IPK. It's not true. That's false. Who calls him IPK? He was a, a Yankee prospect. We all used to call him IPK. Well, you know, I wasn't around back then, Greg. I guess not. When was he actually the, one of the top prospects? It must have been like early 2000s. So it was really when, the mid 2000s? So there was a big three of Yankee prospects. It was Phil Hughes, Java Chamberlain, and Ian Kennedy. So that... Era. It was probably when I was in high school, I would say. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I wasn't as in tune with prospect sure. talk back then. But, you know, you were already having, like, your third kid. I have no kid. <laughs> I, I, I don't Not know that a, you know of. I don't know a single kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ian Kennedy, he looks like the closer for the Royals right now. Wally Peralta continues to struggle in the back end there. Brad Boxberger. Uh, I know a lot of people wanted Richard Lovelady to be a thing because of... You did. You wanted it. It wasn't me. It was Florio. Okay. It was, you know, let's, let's keep All it right. real here, Greg. All right, fair enough. Plus, he's a lefty, so it's a little bit harder for him to earn a, the closer's job there. Um, yeah, I think Ian Kennedy's the guy. It's just the problem in the, the, the Royals are not going to win a lot of games. So, how many save opportunities are you really going to get? And there's still a chance that they mix it up, and for whatever reason, they work in a guy like Peralta. So, there's just... There's more unknown there, and they're just a bad team. So, yes, I would take Robles over Ian Kennedy. Um, I think it's a little bit closer between Kennedy and Sean Kelly. Kelly's the guy for now. Uh, yeah, I probably would take Sean Kelly, too. I would take Sean Kelly over. Just because the Rangers are you really playing mean, better. You really me up when I, the whole Sean Kelly over Hanzo Robles thing. I didn't tell you to do that, though. Should I, should I just you drop? Should I just go drop? out on like your own volition, Greg, and like you make these moves. And you try and kind of flip the script like I told you to do it. You, you did. I told you to pick up James McCann just now. Uh-huh. I told you to pick up Hansel Robles. Right. You don't listen to me. Should, like, should, I drop Sean, should I drop Sean Kelly for Hansel Robles? If you listen to me, Greg, you'd be doing a lot better. I'm doing all right. Should I drop <laughs> Sean Kelly for Hansel Robles? Yes. Well, now I feel annoyed. But now I'm annoyed. All right, so keep Sean Kelly. I don't want Sean Kelly. So why'd you pick him up? I don't know! It's your own fault. <sighs> this is so annoying, Frank. Greg, I'll, I'll mention a few other uh, 12-team league ads here while you do your own little thing over uh, there. I'm back. I'm not doing anything. Uh, Jared Eikhoff, who overall has just been performing really well. Yeah. And then Anthony DiSclefani. We've talked about this ad nauseum um, the past couple of days. Two starts next week against the Giants and the Giants. Doesn't get better than that. Anthony DiSclefani. And he's actually performing quite well. I believe he has like a 0.81 ERA over his last Is that time starts. of the year, man, where everyone gets excited about Anthony DiSclefani? He lets you down. He's throwing his curveball more this year, Greg. And he's got a 93, 94-mile-per-hour fastball. Swinging strike rate is up. There's a bit to like about DiSclefani. Start him now while it's still cold in Cincinnati. That's there all I can say. There you go. <laughs> I do like him. I picked him up in a few leagues as a two-star pitcher next week. 
All right, Desclafani, uh, your guy as a two-star pitcher for next week. One guy I added here, 25% owned in Yahoo Leagues, is Chris Bassett. Mm-hmm. Now, we, I think, briefly mentioned Bassett last week. And he's had two starts thus far this year, and he's pitched really well in both of them. Uh, went five innings, allowed zero runs in his first start, picked up a win with seven strikeouts. His next start, he went seven innings and allowed just a run. Struck out nine. Took the quality start, didn't get the win uh, as Toronto came back. But... Chris Bassett, man. Are you in on him? I'm interested. He's like this journeyman. I, I can't even call him a prospect. He's just a journeyman. That the Oakland A's are trying to find any pitchers that they can throw out there. And his first two stars, he gets 16 strikeouts and 12 innings pitch, only one earned run. Now he did go against Texas. Tough lineup, but that game was in Oco, so it's a little bit easier to, to navigate through that lineup when it's not in Arlington, Texas. Uh, and they are prone to striking out. And same thing for Toronto. They strike out a ton. So he had 16 strikeouts in those two starts there. Uh, his swinging strike rate is massive. Again, it's only been two starts, but it's 14.4%. I'm looking at his usage, not really doing things that differently than before. To me, he's more of a 15-team ad than a 12-team ad, Greg. I don't know. I, I wouldn't even rank him in the same category as guys like Perez, DiSclefani. And Eikhoff. I would take all three of those guys ahead of him. I think he's more of a 15-teamer. Who does Bassett face next week? I know he faces Pittsburgh uh, tomorrow. Who do the A's face late next week? They face Cincinnati early, and then who do they face? They are facing Cleveland. So it'll be him against Cleveland. Him against Trevor Bauer. That's what I'm seeing right now. On May 10th. Hmm. Yeah, Cleveland's lineup, even with the additions of uh, Francisco Lindor, they still haven't been great. Nope, not firing all cylinders um, yet. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't love that start overall against no, Bauer I, and the Indians. I don't love it, but I'm keeping, ba- keeping an eye on Bassett. Like, yeah, like in a 15-team league, again, if you, you need a starting shot. pitcher, you right. need to stream him in the right matchup. Cleveland hasn't been getting it done. I could see starting him in maybe a 15-team league. I could see starting him shallower a, than that. Probably I could see starting him in a 12-team league as a streamer. But I'm not picking him up. Like, I don't. Love the Cleveland start. Mm-hmm. If you could, would you pick him up for tomorrow's start against Pittsburgh? Sure. Okay, so that's a stream that you would do. Yeah. Okay. Especially at Pittsburgh, it's a good ballpark to pitch in. Loses the DH. He's normally, he normally is used to pitching against the DH in the American League. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine as a stream against Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, would you pick him up over any of the pitchers we mentioned? No, I would I'd rather, I'd Stefani, rather have no, Perez. I'd rather have all those guys over Bassett. I agree, but I think I do think he Bassett's next probably because the only other pitcher that I have on my list for this week is Tyler Beatty, who's making his 2019 debut tomorrow. Right, tonight. tonight. So Beatty's starting tonight for the Giants, former top prospect um, for them. Pitched well thus far in, in AAA. We've kind of been waiting for him to not only get called up, but given a real opportunity. What do you expect of Beatty? He has strikeout upside, and I think he has talent. You know, he throws a mid-90s fastball. I was reading into him last night. Uh, his favorite, or most useful, rather, secondary offering is a changeup. So he has that fastball-changeup combination. He can reach mid-90s with his fastball, but he's just struggled so much with command. I mean, it's just... That's been the biggest bugaboo for him. I think he has talent, but he hasn't really been able to limit the walks, Greg. Last year, in the minors, across three levels, the guy pitched 80 innings. He was used as a 11 starts, and the, uh, he had 24 relief appearances. 
He had 59 walks and 80 innings pitched. He did average over a strikeout per inning. Again, I think he's talented. Maybe his long-term future is out of the bullpen where, you know, you only need him to get through one inning. He throws hard. He'll get you a strikeout. Maybe struggles with command, but that's all right because it's only one or two innings. Uh, maybe that's his long-term future. And you're right. He was a former top prospect, former first-round pick. He's dropped way down the ranks in terms of the San Francisco Giants um, prospects overall, just their top prospects. Not that they have a great farm system. Uh, so that tells you everything that you need to know about Tyler Beatty. I think he, he has upside, but he just hasn't really been able to put it together. And I don't know if pitching in the, at the major league level is going to be where he figures out how to put it together, Greg. So to me, he's more of just a guy that I'm paying attention to. I'm scouting. We do normally say in deeper leagues, I'd rather pick up someone one week early rather than one week late. Yep. So if you play in a 15-teamer and you have someone that's useless on your bench, you want to take a shot on him. If he pitches okay tonight, then that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. As long as you're not dropping anybody of value in a 15-teamer. Anything shallower than that, he's nothing more than a scout for me right now. Even he, like the main event, I'm assuming he's out there. Very, very deep league. 30 rounds. Someday comes, let's say he pitches relatively well tonight. Let's say quality start. Oh, that's great. He pitches a quality start. He's not going to leave the rotation. Because they have no reason for him to leave the rotation. And he, he has upside because he pitches in San Francisco. Big ballpark. So, would you, would you be in the bidding on that? Maybe a small bid. Like, here's what I have on my bench right now. I have Pablo Lopez. I'm not dropping Pablo Lopez for him. Aaron Sanchez, as bad as he's been... I still think he has more upside. At least we've seen him do it at the Major League level. We haven't seen Tyler Beattie do it at the Major League level. So I would keep Aaron Sanchez over him. And then my guy, Greg, who you're probably going to crush me for right now, that I'm still holding I on to in the main event. This is. Jimmy Nelson. I'm not dropping him for Tyler Beattie. Greg, the Brewers need pitching. So once Jimmy Nelson is ready to go, he's going to be in the rotation. <laughs> if he's ever ready to go. Once Jimmy Nelson is ready to go. <laughs> Where are you the one that's going to tell me, told me that it was going to be their opening day and it wasn't opening day? He's like, oh, like a week or two in April. I didn't say that. I believe you told me April. Pretty positive. I probably said mid to late April. Yeah. It, it, spoiler alert, it's not April anymore. Okay. Who, who is the I'm argument latest update. Headed to AAA soon. That's good. <laughs> who was the argument over? Jimmy Nelson versus who? Do you remember who it was? I don't remember who it was. I, don't remember. I have Anthony Swarzak. Would you, would you drop Anthony Swarzak for Tyler Beattie? I think so, probably. I don't think I would just because there's still a chance you get some saves out of Swarzak. Do you even start Swarzak, though? He's on my bench right now. Yeah. Probably would. I hey, was behind in strikeouts, so I just started reloading up on a bunch of starting pitchers in my lineup. Here's a uh, here's name that's actually we forgot to put on the list. That, that should have been on the list, though. And that's Griffin Canning. Yeah. Yep. Griffin Canning owned just 27% of Yahoo Leagues right now. I mean, his first start against Toronto uh, earlier this I'm week. I'm interested to see what the bidding is for him in the main event because he's going he's gonna to go for a decent amount of money. It looks like uh, he's going to, his next start is expected to come on Tuesday, I believe, in Detroit. He's supposed to have a two-star week next week. If things work out for him, we'll see. We'll see what Brad Ausmus does. Yeah, I like what I saw at Griffin Canyon. He had a ton of swinging strikes in that first start. He has this kind of weird, herky-jerky delivery that he does. Sitting 93 miles per hour with the fastball, uses a slider and a curveball, so he has two breaking pitches. And there was some pretty nice bite on those breaking pitches. He wasn't efficient enough. He couldn't even get through five innings. But overall, I think the Angels are going to leave him in the rotation because, spoiler alert, their pitching sucks. Yeah. So Griffin Canning is going to have a job in the Angels rotation and pretty good ballpark to pitch in in Anaheim. I think in the main event this weekend, Greg, he's going to go for over 10%. Of I think so, too. 
Uh, so I think in deeper leagues, 15 teamers, that's probably what you're looking at and 11% for Griffin Canning. Um, but in your 12 teamers, in your home leagues, you know your home league better than we do. If, Definitely. If they're well, aggressive on younger players, then you know that you're going to have to maybe 8 to 10%. But overall, in a 12-teamer, I think he goes for less than you know, that 10, 11, 12% that he's probably going to go for in 15-team leagues or deep. Okay, so there I you do, go. I do like him. You like him better than some of the pitchers we named? I like him more than Bassett. I'll, take, I'll still take Martin Perez over him. Who else did we talk about? I, I, would, Sclavani. I would take... Hmm. I think Griffin Canning has higher upside than Di Sclafani, but I do like Di Sclafani a decent amount. Uh, but I would take Griffin Canning over him. There was one other pitcher we talked about. Oh, Jared Eikhoff. Interesting. Um, I'll, I'll take Eikhoff there. Not a great ballpark to pitch in in Philly, but should get a lot of run support. He's looked really good thus far. I, I like Jared Eikhoff. Before we wrap up the hour... We got to talk cool name theory. <laughs> we definitely have to. We got to talk cool name theory. Because Sky Bolt is a real human being, and he was just, just called up. What did you tell us about Sky Bolt, Greg? I can tell you nothing about Sky Bolt, other than evidently that's his real name. He's an outfielder for the A's. He wasn't one of their uh, top, top prospects. He's 25 years old already. Um, he was added to the Major League 40 ro- uh, man roster after last season, began this year playing in Vegas. And got promoted today. That's what I can tell you about Sky Bolt. Sky Bolt, 19th ranked prospect according to MLB.com in the Oakland A's organization. Sky Bolt, my Usain Bolt impression there. Uh, But overall, he gives me a little bit of a Derek Fisher feel, Greg. Um, Not former Knicks coach Derek Fisher. Uh, Houston Astros, Derek Fisher. He has an interesting power-speed combination. Struggles a little bit with strikeouts. Uh, but also walks a decent amount as well. You know, he's been consistently over 10% walk rate in the minor leagues. Last year, 19 home runs, 19 stolen bases, but hit 260. So because of the strikeouts, probably limits what he could do with the batting average. This year, I will say he's been, he's been better. He's batting 325, so he has been making more contact. Six homers, 27 ribbies so far this year. He's hit eight doubles. He's got three stolen bases. So a decent power-speed combination. And Greg, I don't think... You know, Robbie Grossman being there is going to stop Sky Bolt from getting playing time. They like him enough to call him up. I think he's going to play every day. He's a switch hitter, so you don't have to worry about splits. I do find it interesting, Greg, that they opted to call him up before they call up Dustin Fowler. Yeah. Former prospect of the Yankees, who they got in the Sonny Gray trade. Who is their was he an opening day center fielder? Well, no, no, that was, was, last, that was, last, was last year he was opening day? Yeah, or he was up early. At some point he was Whatever there. Was. He, play, he was playing every day. Yeah, last year, but it just didn't work out. He hasn't necessarily put it together yet. So, Sky Bolt, 12-teamers, I'm not doing it. But 15-teamers, you need five outfielders. Interesting power-speed combination. I could see taking a shot. 3 4%, something like that. Sure. Look, five outfielders, anyone who has a pulse, anyone who starts every single day, you kind of have your eye on. And he does have prospect status. And he has an awesome name. So, kind of take it. not to like, Greg. I agree. We play in, what, three, four, or 15 teamers? We'll have small bids on him. Oh, we will. I only give this the cool name theory. That's the only reason I'm, I'm down. On him. Yeah, I'm yeah, down. yeah. Nice. Go us. Pretty pumped about that. Sky Bolt. No relation to, to, to Usain, from our understanding. Uh, other names we talked about earlier in the week was Brandon Jury. Howie Kendrick still continues to play, still continues to be hot for the, uh, for the Nats. Yeah, he's absolutely mashing this year, too. Yeah. And um, Brandon Jury. Uh, Brian Reynolds, I'm sorry, I said Brandon Jury. Brian Reynolds. 
Yeah, Brian Reynolds, another one here that just has really good bat-to-ball skills. I think he can help you with batting average. I think he's going to play most of the time for Pittsburgh. And you look at his last five games, he has a hit in every single one. He hit a he hit a clutch home run in, I believe it was extra innings the other day, against the Texas Rangers. That was uh, right after the Jose LeClerc implosion. But... I think he has some upside. He's, he's severely outperforming Cole Tucker right now on the same team. Sure. So again, five outfielders. We spoke about him a few weeks ago when he first got called yep. up. Small bid here, 2 3%, whatever. You just want to see what he could do. But he was a guy who hit for good batting average in the minors. Uh, he came over from the Giants in the Andrew McCutcheon trade. Um, wasn't a huge prospect for them. I think he was like a top 10 prospect for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But I think he's a guy that can hit for batting average, if nothing else, Greg. Yeah, I, I think so too. He's getting an opportunity to play every day at the moment. As you said, he's performing better than Cole Tucker. I think once Corey Dickerson is back, does he still play every day? Probably or? not. Probably not. But we'll right. see. Well, let's, let's get there first, right? Let's get there first. Five outfielders. Um, that's where you pick up uh, a guy like Brian Reynolds. We're going to take a break. I have a lot of games I want to play, and I want you to get the phone lines rocking. You want tickets to tonight's Yankee game? You call in right now at 844-843-6879. It's 844-843-6879. We're going to go take the Yankee game right after this. 